This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. As we mentioned, we continue our look into Cuba-U.S. relations with the story of how one gentleman wants to be at the forefront of the wireless industry in the island nation. If you were to go to Cuba and try and make a call on your cell phone back to the U.S., you couldn't do it right now. American cell phones are not recognized in Cuba. They only text in Rome. Luis Coelho is the CEO and founder of Cuba Mobile, and he is working to change a lot of what we were just talking about which has the potential to be one of the largest growth industry when full relations between Cuba and the U.S. are reopened, hopefully sometime later this year. And Lewis joins us on the phone. Great to have you with us today, Lewis. Good, mo- good morning to you and your listeners. How are you? Great. Thank you very much for coming on. I guess I just, assu- I- I just assumed that even if you went to Cuba and you made calls back that you wouldn't have any issues. But obviously this has been... Uh, part and parcel to the the lack of relations between the U.S. and Cuba over the last several decades. That's correct. There's uh, there's no way that you could use a a U.S. cell phone uh, in Cuba at the moment to be able to call back to the United States. If you went and and had your U.S. cell phone, it wouldn't be like if you were in Nassau or you were in another island uh, where the 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 network would pick up your 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 uh, unit and would know that you're there. The connectivity uh, also in, in Cuba is quite a bit less than, say, a, a lot of the other island nations. Uh, when we talked with you the other day, you, you mentioned the Dominican Republic in terms of the availability of just being able to have internet, being able to have wireless, being able to make these types of calls. Right, right. Well, at the moment, not even the, the Cuban cell phones are are able to log into the internet the way that we do here in the United States. Um, they do, They have to go to uh, an internet cafe and they have to log in in an inter- internet cafe uh, through through a a, a wireless uh, a internet connection there. This is obviously a very important uh, uh, business piece for you. You are, are originally from Cuba, uh, came over to the United States when you were very young. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background and why this becomes so very important for you to, to, to be able to reestablish this type of a business connect between U.S. and Cuba. Well, you're right. I, I did come very young. I grew up here in the United States, and uh, sometime in the or uh, in the mid '90s, uh, I decided to go back to Cuba for the first time and and uh, and, and and explore the telecommunication industry. Um, I, I've been I've been in the business now for about 20 years, and and I did go back and 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 like uh, like the island, like the being back, and and um, and I'm very interested in uh, in in helping to rebuild the infrastructure, uh, the telecommunication infrastructure in Cuba. Yes. Is that probably one of the most important pieces that has to be rebuilt first uh, for Cuba? Because we, we, we hear about all kinds of different pieces to this puzzle that have to be finished off. But I would think in this day and age of Internet and, and everybody having a smartphone here in the U.S., that might be the number one piece. 
Yeah, the telecommunication the telecommunication is one of the most important uh, industries that would like would have to be uh, rebuilt. Um, they're, they're, you know, in order for you to have um, internet, in order for you to have uh, you know a voice uh, voice transmission, um, you know, uh, banking data, um, you know, credit cards, uh, uh, you know, all that stuff. Is, is it has some it has a part to do with telecommunications. So yes, telecommunication is a very important piece um, that would have to be um, uh, rebuilt. Absolutely. This is a business that I'm guessing, um, from having worked in this area for quite some time, as you said, that uh, you really want to have pretty much everything ready to go when you get the word. I, I'm guessing it's from the State Department that you can actually really push this business forward. Correct. Absolutely. Um, there, it, one of the most important things that we are waiting for is the ability for the American companies to go to Cuba and invest in the infrastructure, which is something that right now we have not been able to do. Uh, we have been able to connect to Cuba, send the telephone traffic to Cuba, but we have not been able to go there and, and put in equipment or enhance the infrastructure. The law is very specific where we are not allowed to enhance the infrastructure in Cuba. And, and you, realistically, until uh, that type of, of approval is given, you wouldn't want to, I would imagine, uh, uh, put that equipment in Cuba because you know the potential of, of losing control of it to the government, I, I'm guessing, would be there as well. I, 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 that's correct. That's correct. There has to be... Um, you know, uh, some kind of assurance that when you do um, in, invest in the infrastructure, your infrastructure will be protected. Sure. I would imagine, though, the fact that, that you have worked with the, the telecom down there in Cuba for some time, that uh, I guess that, that you believe you, that will give you an opportunity and an advantage, I guess, in some respects, in terms of putting all of this, uh, this, uh, uh, this technology in place, uh, to be able to really get it up and running quickly once that go-ahead is given to you. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, some uh, you know some people have had a little bit of experience. I mean, some of the some of the larger uh, companies uh, like AT and T and Sprint, uh, they actually uh, went down there in '94. Um, I actually started to go to Cuba about '96 and started actually getting my first license in 1997. But um, WorldCom, as you remember, MCI and WorldCom, they yeah. were down there in '94, and they were the ones that signed the original contracts with Cuba, and then um, and then and then other other companies follow along. Uh, obviously, you've been following this very closely, and and it has been uh, a very important story in terms of uh, uh, Latin America and the island nations going forward. But the interesting piece to this, I guess, is that outside of the United States, Cuba, for the most part, has been able to have pretty normal relations with with pretty much every other country around the globe has have they not yes they have yes they have um that's that's one of the things that uh uh the u.s and americans don't understand when you tell them you cannot use your cell phones there uh they and they ask well what cell phones can you use and i say well any other cell phone but the u.s cell phone I mean, you can bring a cell phone from anywhere in Europe or you can bring a cell phone from anywhere in South Central America, and these cell phones will be able to roam in Cuba, yet uh, a U.S. cell phone will not be able to. I mean, I, I've had people tell me, uh, you, mean I, you mean I cannot take my AT&T phone and sit <laughs> in a hotel and call back? And I say, no, you cannot. And, and it's kind of hard to understand. But uh, that, that is, in fact, 
the 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 truth is that you cannot use any cell phone that is a U.S. cell phone to either use there or even make a call to come back to the U.S. We're talking with uh, Luis Coelho, who is the CEO and founder of Cuba Mobile. Uh, you can join us in the in the conversation if you'd like. Eight four four Wharton. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Or if you'd like, you can tweet us a uh, comment or question at bizradio111 with the hashtag Wharton Knows. Or if you'd like, easy enough, you can just use my Twitter account at DanLoney21. Uh, the, the work that you had been doing with the Cuba Telecom in the past over the last couple of decades, uh, it seemed like in one article that I read from the Wall Street Journal that uh, this was a, a very busy and profitable business in terms of the numbers of calls that were going back and forth between Cuba and people in the United States, correct? That's correct. That's correct. Um, the business is probably a 40 to $50 million a month business. That, that's, I mean, how many phone calls do you think you are, you are routing each month, I mean, you, you just threw a financial number on it, but just from the number of calls, is it is it? Can you ballpark it? Have you ballparked it? Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. the the actual The actual um, amount of traffic going back and forth um, is quite a bit. Quite a bit of traffic, and 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 the calls are very expensive. So um, sure. the number the number in money goes up a lot. Um, you know, the the actual minutes um, it's it's equal to the dollars. So, so you could, you could, you know, you could figure it out. It's about forty to fifty million minutes um, uh, a month that wow. go that go from the U.S. south to Cuba. The the other part about this is, I, I guess, going forward, that because of how smartphones have become so much a part of our lives, that realistically, what do you see as, as kind of your rollout once you get that go ahead from? From the uh, from the State Department, what is really the process that you think you will take uh, to be able to to get the, these types of services up and running? Well, it's it, it's it, you know it, it's a very complex question. We don't know yet what we'll be able to bring down to to Havana. We won't be able to know exactly what part of the infrastructure we will be able to enhance. I don't know if it's going to be you know the COs meaning meaning the, the switches uh, around the island or, or more antennas. There isn't really a, 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 a study that has been done on where the infrastructure hmm. most needs to be improved. And that is something that, that we're going to do once, once we're able to do a, a, a proper study of the, the system of, of where it's at now. But we a don't know. A, we really a, don't know. A, a couple of articles have suggested that, and, and you have as well, that the, the level uh, of Internet use and, and connectivity is so low that um, you're talking about the majority of the island that really needs to be connected at this point, correct? We, we, like I said, we don't really know exactly what's needed. Um, we know that it is a low connectivity, um, but we don't know exactly. I don't think anybody really knows where the most important um, area of the structure needs to be uh, invested in and, and, and needs to be redone. What do you think your goals are once this, this is up and running? And obviously you have to do a lot of studies, but... Uh, I guess being able to try and run a fiber optic cable from the U.S. to Cuba is probably one of the pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, that's that's a very important piece. Um, 
the there's a there's a cable now that um, that is going from um, Cuba to Venezuela, and that was installed um, after we tried to do our cable. We we actually tried to put one in um, about 2009, 2010, and um, that did not work out. We we did get all the permits from the U.S. to be able to do it, but that didn't happen because they they built the other one with Venezuela. But the problem with that is that most of the traffic, or when I say most, I mean probably 95% of the traffic comes from the U.S. Yeah. So the, 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 the cable should come from the U.S. since you have the, 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 the bulk of the traffic coming from here. We're talking with uh, Luis Coelho, who is the CEO and founder of Cuba Mobile. We're continuing our series on the uh, building out of relations between Cuba and the United States. Of course, this going back to President Obama's announcement a couple of months ago saying that uh, uh, formal relations between the United States and Cuba are going to be built out over the next several months. Uh, the wait, the go-ahead, is, is still in the process of, of coming down from the State Department and from the government. And uh, Lewis, as we mentioned, the CEO and founder of Cuba Mobile, his company, looking to really build out uh, the, the network on the island of Cuba. And as we talked the other day, Lewis, there are so many pieces that – in terms of the investment that needs to go forward. Uh, realistically, though, your piece probably is is the number one piece to, to go forward because of just uh, of having that connectivity, of having that reach, other than just, you know, the, the phone call lines that, that have been established over the, the last several years. Yeah, they, the, the phone calls have been established. The ones that were just reestablished uh, the other day, um, that's, that's been going on now since, like I said, since 1994. Yeah. Um, the, the, that's just a, a, a phone line that will terminate the phone calls that are originated in the U.S. They get terminated in Cuba. So what happens is that that call gets uh, started with the equipment in the U.S. It goes up to a fiber link on, on, a, on a satellite, and then it will get beamed down to Cuba they receive the call. Once they receive the call, they do all the work. Well, the only thing that we do in the U.S. is uh, originate the call here and bring it up to a bring it up to a satellite, uh, meaning you know IntelSat or or SatMix Five. And and once the call it's beamed down to Cuba, they take over from there and they terminate the call in Cuba. We don't really do anything after that. All right. How much do you think that though that your relationship in the past with uh, with the T Cuba Telecom Company will end up helping you. Do you think you you have an advantage from that perspective? I think we do. We have a, we have a, a lot more experience than 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 many of the other companies that have never dealt uh, with Cuba. Uh, we know we, you know we know how to how to you know what we need to do over there. We need uh, we have some relationship that we you know that uh, that that we know some of the people in the phone company. We know some of the people in the government. So yeah, it, it eases up a little bit. Sure. Absolutely, and, and, and that relationship with the Cuban Cuban government, I, I would imagine, uh, you know, that has been probably, from your perspective, had to be a very kind of slow process, you know, to kind of build that confidence up with them and and they with you. It's it, it's not something that can develop, you know, in the span of of an overnight or or a week or a month. <laughs> no, that that's absolutely correct. It takes it takes a long time of uh, relationship and and and, uh, and and a lot of work. To, to build that relationship. Absolutely. 
I mean, there isn't much doubt that that this is going to happen sometime in the next, you know, several months. I think a lot of people believe that that President Obama wants to get this this up and running, the formal relations, and and open the doors in the in the next several months. He obviously wants to get it done before he leaves office. Uh, but what do you think ends up being the ultimate goal for you, for your business specifically? Well, the ultimate goal is the the change of the laws. I mean, that is that is the the the, the ultimate uh, uh, goal, so that we can actually go down there and we can we can talk about building the infrastructure and we can talk about participating in the uh, actual the actual build out of the of the infrastructure. That is the ultimate goal. Uh, unless that happens, where we're you know where where we are right now. How much of a uh, of a joint effort will this be between you and and you mentioned having worked in the past with with companies like uh, AT and T and Verizon uh, just to really uh, get this going? I would imagine if you can kind of open the door, then it really does open things up for those companies to to be able to get in as well. I think so. I think those companies have to feel um, you know a little more confident that they can go down there. And they can uh, have serious talks, and they can have, uh, you know, they could be part of the of the infrastructure rebuild, and they could they could take, you know, they can have a piece of what's going on. And right now, with the current laws, there's just no way of doing that. There has to be a some, you know, some kind of a change of laws so that everybody can be protected on what they, they want to do. I'm going to guess that you are probably like, uh, in some respects. Uh, the kid who you know is sitting there at Christmas Eve, getting ready to have Santa Claus arrive and bring all the presents, and yet it's almost like Groundhog Day that it keeps being uh, December twenty fourth, day after day after day, until you finally get that go ahead. And that's correct. And that's correct. That's exactly the way it feels. Uh, uh, we've been waiting for you know for 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 this thing to change for a long time. Uh, you can imagine I, uh, you know, we, we've gone through this thing with the Clinton government, uh, you know, yeah. right when, when when it started to open up. Then in 2000, it closed back up again. And then in 2009, it opened up again. And now we're going through the same process um, that we, you know, we've gone through twice already. I, so, yes. I, I think we forget that. I mean, we mentioned two decades ago, but, but you're talking about quite a list of presidents that have been in office uh, and government officials that you have had to deal with here in the United States, and you know it just it, it just kind of you know the, the the faces change, but the policy stays the same. And that's correct. And that's correct. Yeah, been there, been there, done that. A <laughs> couple of times we've been through this motion. Uh, you know, we've we've done this, we've gone through this motion now uh, a few times, um, and and hopefully this will be the real one, and and this will be the one that actually will work and make the change that we need. You obviously, you obviously have to ha have to keep that that positive attitude uh, that this was going forward. But but I would imagine there probably were times where you had to feel very frustrated that. Uh, Maybe there was some light at the end of the tunnel, and that light got extinguished uh, a couple of times along the way. Absolutely, that's that's exactly the way that uh, that is that it has happened. Um, you know, there we when we thought we were you know getting close to a normalizing relationship, and and that we were going to be able to do um, what we wanted to do, uh, it hasn't worked out. And and here we are on the for me at least the third try. Um, this is the third time that that we've gotten uh, as close as we've gotten. To normalizing some kind of relationship where we will be able to carry out the plans that we want to carry out. Sure. When was the yeah. last? When was the last time that you were actually down in Cuba? 
Um, I was down there a few years ago. Um, right now, um, we've been working from the U.S. to to you know to do all these uh, all these uh, changes that we you know we've been working on since 2009. Um, and 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 you know we from here. I mean, a lot of people say, well, let's go down to Cuba. Well, the most important thing is done here, and it's done in Washington. <laughs> unless Washington changes, and unless we have the right uh, laws and the right um, tools that we need to go down there and make it work. I mean, it, it's nice to go down to Cuba and spend a weekend down there, but there isn't re- really much that you can do by going there. The most important thing is uh, getting the laws changed here. And mm-hmm. once we get that going, then then uh, then then going down there and, and, and implementing it is the most important thing. But but once those those rules and laws do change, how much competition are you going to see specifically from your business? I would imagine there's probably a, a couple other companies that would like to be able to accomplish what exactly you're trying to accomplish as well. Yes, and, and that's correct. And 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 I and and we're going to get moved down on the ladder. <laughs> There'll be bigger, you know, the big boys will go down there and yeah. they have all the money in the world and they'll be able to uh to do what 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 they want to do, but you know, they they in a way they lack a little bit of the experience and and they need somebody that that has uh you know uh, done that before to help them um you know uh navigate those waters and 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 that's a little bit of advantage that we have right. over the over the bigger companies but but not that you want to release any of the the big secrets that that would help you in that process but i would imagine there are probably a couple of things that uh, in terms of how you would be able to go about the business and how you would be able to uh get a lot of the the processes done that are specifically better handled by you right now because of your history, uh, because of your background, and because of your knowledge in working with the Cuba telecom companies in the past. Yes, that's correct. And but you know, it's a big business. It's a, there's a lot of opportunity for everybody, and 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 I do understand, and and I think smaller companies understand that they will be, you know, they're going to have minority participation because yeah. usually the big companies are the ones that come in and take over everything. But it's a big business, and uh, and, and there's there's room for everybody. And, and the telecom business is a very lucrative business, so so there will be room for everybody. I, I guess we we. A lot of us that that live here in the United States, I guess I I fall into this category as well, is that since Cuba has been, for lack of a better term, has been dark to the United States for for so long, we just forget how many people are involved and 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 how many uh, uh, pieces to the to the island really uh, there are. This is a this is a great opportunity, as are so many different other uh, businesses. That's why investment in Cuba is such a very important topic right now. It is. It's very important, and and there are a lot of people that that they're very interested because um, it, 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 you get get the chance to come into to a business on a ground level, and mm-hmm. and basically you will be able to come in and invest at, at at the very at the very lower level of the of the of the of the chain. Sure, absolutely. I, I would imagine though that it, one of the other things we've talked about on this show is that once the the doors open and once the State Department says yes, you actually can do these types of businesses we I, we've always kind of assumed that it was just going to be a flood uh, of of people going in there to try and do investment but it seems like for, from your opinion that even when those doors open it's still going to be a slow process to kind of get a lot of these things done it has to it has to because there's a lot of uh, you know it, it, it it's not only the state department giving go ahead there there are going to be laws that are going to have to be changed. 
there's a lot of different, uh, you know, there's a lot of different hoops that, that are going to have to, we're going to have to go through to to have a normal, um, uh, you know, scenario where we can go in and invest and, and the investment can be protected. And that's very important. When, when somebody comes in and invests money, they want to be protected as much as they sure. can, that, that their, their investment is, 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 is well taken care of. Obviously, obviously, a lot of that change has to happen here in the United States, but, but how much of that change needs to happen within the Cuban government just to understand that, uh, th- that these companies are, are coming in there, but with the idea of building up Cuba to be uh, much more than maybe it has been over the last 50 years? Sure, sure, sure. There's going to have to be um, not only not only the change of the laws here, but there, there will have to be a uh, uh, change of the laws there where the investment is protected. And, and the like I said, the investor has to feel, uh, you know, that they're putting their money somewhere and that it's just not going to disappear overnight. Absolutely. Louis, uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, it sounds like uh, you're ready to go. Just waiting for that door to open. Thank you very much for coming on and, and telling us your story. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.